You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So in every person's life, the way God will unfold His purpose and plans differs. Because you are unique and salvation is something that's personal. Salvation is personal. So your way before God, every individual has got his own way before God. What God would require of him, how he would honor God. And that's very important. To allow God to unfold his plans and purposes in your life. The biggest mistake that you can make is to start to compare yourself to others. Why has God done that in their lives? But I'm the one praying and fasting much more than what they're praying and fasting. Why has that happened in that brother's life already? But I'm the one that's been serving much longer. God has got his own way in each person's life. The greater your calling, the greater your preparation. So if you know God has destined you for great things, ask God to work in you so that those great things can be established in your life. Remember, Joseph had this dream. My father, my mother, my brothers will bow down before me. To reach that level of greatness, God had to prepare him, test him. The arrogance in his heart had to get dealt with. Got thrown into the pit, prison. So there's a time and a season for everything in our lives. So when it comes to relationships, oftentimes in us wanting to reach our destiny, destiny, plans and purposes of God, and we are praying and we are asking, we get frustrated because our prayers are not answered immediately. And we start asking, why God? And we can even get offended with God. Get angry with God. God, I don't know if I'm going to still serve you. I don't know if it's worth serving God. But as I said, I'm going to touch a little bit on relationship. And God says he's made it very simple in his word for us to understand relationships. Number one, between ourselves and God. And number two, our relationship with our spouse. But also from that we can apply those principles in relationships towards other people. So let me start by reading from the book of Ephesians. And I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. Ephesians 5 verse 23. For the husband provides leadership for the wife, just as Christ provides leadership for his church. As the savior and reviver of the body. In the same way the church is devoted to Christ, let the wives be devoted to their husbands in everything. And to the husbands you are to demonstrate love for your wives with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us, his bride. For he died for us, sacrificing himself. To make us holy and pure, cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the word of God. All that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure. Until we become a source of praise to him. Glorious and radiant, beautiful and holy, without fault or flaw, a bride fully prepared for him. Husbands have the obligation of loving and caring for their wives. The same way they love and care for their own bodies. For the love, for to love your wife is to love your own self. No one abuses his own body, but pampers it, serving and satisfying its needs. That's exactly what Christ, our example, does for his church. 
He serves and satisfies us as members of his body, his flesh and bones. For this reason, a man is to leave his father and his mother and lovingly hold to his wife, since the two have become joined as one flesh. Marriage is the beautiful design of the Almighty, a great and sacred mystery, meant to be a vivid example of Christ and his church. So every married man should be gracious to his wife, just as he is gracious to himself. And every wife should be tenderly devoted to her husband. He says it's very, very easy. He says this mystery of two people becoming one. If you look at Christ and the church and a husband and a wife, you'll understand it much better. Many people are ready to love God, to love Christ, to serve Him, to adore Him. God says, gentlemen, listen quickly. When you look at the church and your wife, there's a lot of things for you to learn from that. Remember, we as men are also part of the body of Christ. And women are also God's sons. They're also part of His family. Amen? This is it's very easy. If you want to improve your marriage, think about your relationship with God. Because your relationship with God depends far more on your relationship with your wife than what you realize. Gentlemen, the way that you talk to your wife is the way that you expect Christ to communicate with you. The way that Christ loves you shows grace towards you, works out things on your behalf, says, in the same way, do it to your wife. No, not in our culture. This is why the Word of God challenges us in the way that Christ came and He laid down His life to serve, to be the least, to be a servant to all. Remember, He washed His disciples' feet. says, men, in your homes, become a servant. Says, wives, the way you talk to Christ, Jesus, I love you, I adore you, you are my everything. Talk to your husband in the same way. There's some wives giving the men, not talking like Jesus is talking. <laughs> but he says, it's not that difficult to understand. This mystery that is so sacred, that is so holy, this Christ came and he says, I want to tell you how you should love each other. How you should care for each other. By doing this. Sometimes there's a breakdown in communication. Between us as couples. Sometimes we build walls. Why is that? It's when we violate these principles. So I want to minister this morning and talk about what causes the wall between man and God. What is the thing that causes a wall between man and God? Not between God and man, because remember, Christ came and died and removed everything that caused division between us and Him. He dealt with sin once and for all. He is married as according to Romans 5. When we wanted nothing to do with him, when we pushed him away, when we hated him, he married us. He joined himself to us. He's the one thinking good thoughts about us the whole time. 
thoughts of how he can prosper you, how I can help you, how I can bring peace into your life. But we are the ones that get offended, that get frustrated. Especially where we have multicultural cultures coming together. We have to embrace a Christ culture. A culture where Christ says, I'm the least. I've come to serve you. I've come to lay down my life. Gentlemen, I hope you can still make a cup of coffee for your wife. We laugh about that, but if we say as men that we are here to serve, we should be able to do that. Not only be on the receiving end. Now you make me the coffee. You're the wife in the house. She's the wife in the house. But you're the husband. You are to show her a more excellent way. Remember, why do you think the Bible says a man is to leave his father and his mother and to be joined to his wife? He's saying, get away from the ways of what you were doing things in your own home. And be your own man now. And join yourself to your wife. It doesn't mean you don't honor your parents anymore. It means maybe they were doing things in a certain way. That is not in line with Christ's way of doing things. The things that they have been teaching you. That's in line with the word of God. Embrace it. You know I thank God. A lot of these things that I teach is not a challenge for me because I grew up in a house where my dad was really a servant. My, I, I grew up every Sunday, we could wash the dishes. My dad can wash dishes. I prefer to wash dishes as well because if I've washed the dishes, I'm finished and I can go sit down. The rest of you can dry it and pack it away, but I'm done. <laughs> Let's get it over and done with. Amen. To still be able to make a cup of coffee for your wife. Not to put everything on her. It's when we have expectations and we've not laid down our lives that we get easily offended. When you have an expectation, my wife should do this and this and this, and now she does not do it, now it's very easy to get offended. Or you have an expectation, my husband should do this and this and this, and now it doesn't happen. You can get offended. Anybody can get offended. The Bible says in Luke 17 verse 1, Offense comes to everyone, but woe the person through whom it comes. The people that are the closest to you is the easiest to offend you. Because your expectation of them is so much higher. Remember, it was John the Baptist who heard the voice from heaven saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. It was John the Baptist who had the revelation who said, this is the Lamb of God. I'm not worthy to even tie his shoe laces, his sandals. It was John the Baptist that baptized Jesus and saw the Spirit of God come down like a dove upon him. He had the revelation that this is the Christ, the anointed one. The Spirit of the Lord is upon him to preach the gospel to the poor, to set the captives free. So can you imagine he had that experience of seeing the Spirit of God coming down on Jesus, knowing the scripture that says the captives must be set free. 
hearing the voice from his father, another confirmation. And when he's in prison, he sends his disciples to Jesus and say, go and tell Jesus I am in prison. I've been taken captive. He's the Christ. He's the anointed one. He must come and set me free. What did Jesus say to him? Go tell him. His revelation that he had about me is correct. The blind are seeing. The deaf are hearing. The cripple are walking. Those are demon possessed are being set free. And also tell him. Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. What was he saying to him? He says, your expectation of what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I've come to set you free in the spirit. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. The blind are seeing. The expectation of what you have, of what I'm supposed to do, lay it down. You'll be blessed if you don't get offended because of me. You'll be blessed if you can keep your heart pure towards me, John. You will see God. But if you get offended now, you'll miss out. Remember John 5 verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The Passion Translation says, They will see more and more of God. Can you see the importance to forgive? Can you see the importance to be the least? Can you see the importance not to have unrealistic expectations? Many marriages today have fights and disagreement because of unrealistic expectations. You are supposed to know to do it like this. How are people supposed to know if you don't communicate? It's very quiet here this morning. You know, there's certain things that I've done for my wife and my kids which I thought was great. I thought they were things that when a dad does these things, they should say thank you. And those were things they didn't like. My wife once came to me and said, you know, this this that you do for me and the wife that you like, we don't like it. I said, no, you're not serious. We're serious. (laughs) You're the only one. Okay, God, help me. I'm not going to do it anymore because I'm, I want to be the least. Amen? I want to see how I can bless them, how I can be a blessing in their lives. Tradition is such an evil thing. Sometimes we just do things because we saw our parents did it and we think it's the right way. I once heard a story about a lady that made a leg of lamb. And when she made the leg of lamb, she cut a piece of the leg of lamb off on the one side. And then she threw it away. And then she cooked. And then her husband said, why did you cut that piece off? She said, no, my mother used to cut that piece off. She said, but why did your mother cut the piece? She said, I don't know. So when she asked the mother, she says, why did you cut that piece off? She says, there was no reason. The pot was too small, so I just cut the piece off so that it will fit in. (laughs) So sometimes we have things like that in our own lives. 
that we do because we saw our parents did it, but they didn't do it for any specific reason. It was just they were solving a problem. <laughs> and doing that in your own life will cause a problem. Family, listen to me. It is impossible to live in this world and not pick up an offense or not be offended. In the same way, it's impossible to be married and not get offended with your wife or with your husband. But just because you get offended once doesn't mean it's over. We can still forgive in the same way that Christ forgave us. Amen? Christ is busy maturing us. He puts two young people together because you are selfish. Everything is about you. Nobody is more selfish than young people. So God in his wisdom then puts them together to deal with that selfishness. Now it's very quiet. It's the truth. So no, I'm not selfish. Just get married and you'll quickly find out how selfish you are. The first day you sit on the bench and you want to switch on the TV, you'll quickly see who are selfish. No, we want to watch this. No, we're going to watch this. No, 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 we're watching my... And something like a TV remote can cause a fight. And you surrender your emotions to a TV remote. Let me see, who of you have surrendered emotions to a TV remote? Just raise your hand. Yes. God is after our hearts. Your heart is the throne. And this throne, God does not want to share it with anybody. When you're offended, you're dethroning Christ. Because remember, as a Christian, how do we receive salvation? We confess with our mouths and we believe with our hearts. With our mouths, confession is made unto salvation. With our hearts, we believe unto righteousness. So righteousness is for those who believe it and it comes from your heart. Many Christians live under guilt and condemnation because they don't believe with all their hearts that Christ has made them righteous. He who knew no sin became sin so that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So what the devil wants, he wants to get his foot into your heart to let unrighteousness come into your heart. Once unrighteousness comes into your heart, you start doubting your sonship. Because if you can keep yourself in Christ and in righteousness, you can always say the best is yet to come. So God says, protect your heart. Don't get offended. Because he knows husbands and wives, the husband specifically, because you now, the priest, am I right? Of your house. So if you are to pray and your prayers are to be effective, it's the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous man that avails much. And righteousness comes from your heart. So if the devil can get unrighteousness into your heart through being offended with your wife, it will affect your prayers. Because now your position that you are praying from is not a position of righteousness in Christ Jesus, but it's righteousness in self. 
You're not angry with her. You say, I'm right. You're wrong. You did this first. You come say sorry. I'm the man. I'm the head of the house. And now you want to go pray. But now you want to pray. You're going to pray in righteousness that comes from yourself. God says, be very careful. Your prayers will be hindered. Because now you're praying from your own position, your own strength. Instead of praying from a position in Christ Jesus. Let me read it to you because some of you won't believe me if I don't read it. 1 Peter 3 verse 7. Husbands, you in turn must treat your wives with tenderness, viewing them as feminine partners who deserve to be honored. For they are co-heirs with you of the divine grace of life. When he saw, he said, she is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. What does that mean? He saw her as his equal. In Christ, there is no difference between male and female. The Bible, because there is order, every ability that's Christ's ability has become our ability. Jesus and the church again, husband and wife. So Christ's ability becomes your ability. His strength becomes your strength. We are one with him. We are made in his image and in his likeness. But, says women ought to submit to their husbands. You submit to your husband, not to all of mankind. And that submission is her gift to him. You cannot demand it like Christ does not demand anything from you. Because you're a free moral agent. You decide whether you want to honor him and give him that gift. God says the man must take the lead for one reason. Because anything with more than one head is a monster. So one must take the lead. But the Bible says we submit one to another in the fear of the Lord. So it means the fear of the Lord is to hate sin. So if I'm as the husband, say I'm angry with brother Simon here. I'm not talking to him. I'm really angry with him. And my wife says, hey, this guy is your brother. Why are you so angry with him? Go sort it out. My wife, who's the head? I'm the head. You don't tell me what to do. No, no, no. Now we submit one to another in the fear of the Lord. Because I'm under Christ and she's under me. We're both submitting to the word of God, making it the standard for our lives. Say, you know, you are right. I do have an offense with this brother. He says, go make right with him. Thank you, my wife. She doesn't come arrogantly. Hey, you're not in line with God's word again. What's your problem? You call yourself a pastor. No, 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 no. Remember, when you bring correction, you, you bring it in humility and sincerity of heart. Amen? Because remember, when you are walking in that arrogance where you don't want to forgive, your heart has deceived you. Pride is the problem. Obadiah 1 verse 3 says, the pride of my heart has deceived me. So, you don't fight fire with fire and expect water. When you come with humility, the person can respond in humility. Many times we have conflicts. You are saying the right thing to your husband or you're saying the right thing to your wife, but you're saying it in the wrong way. 
It's quiet here this morning. I know I'm helping. When it's quiet like this, I know God is busy working in your spirit, in your heart. Husbands, you in turn must treat your wives with tenderness, viewing them as feminine partners who deserves to be honored, for they are co-heirs with you of the divine grace of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So you want to keep this relationship right because your relationship with God depends far more on the relationship with the people around you and your wife being number one. Now this is the goal, to live in harmony with one another and demonstrate affectionate love, sympathy and kindness toward one or other believers. Let humility describe who you are as you dearly love one another. Never retaliate when someone treats you wrongly, nor insult those who insult you, but instead respond by speaking a blessing over them. Because a blessing is what God promised to give you. For the scripture tells us, Whoever wants to embrace true life and find beauty in each day must stop speaking evil, hurtful words, and never deceive in what they say. Always turn from what is wrong and cultivate what is good. Eagerly pursue peace in every relationship. Make it your prize. For the eyes of the Lord, Yahweh, rest upon the godly, and his heart responds to their prayers. But he turns his back on those who practice evil. Why would any harm why would anyone harm you if you're passionate and devoted to pleasing God? But even if you happen to suffer for doing what is right, you will have the joyful experience of the blessing of God. The new King James says, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. We live in a new kingdom. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So it's about keeping this position of righteousness in Christ Jesus. If the devil can get his foot in, David said in Psalm 66, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear my prayers. The Passion Translation, listen what it says. Yet if I had closed my eyes to my sin, the Lord would have closed his ears to my prayer. When you're offended with your wife, you don't want to talk to your wife. When you are offended with your husband, you don't want to talk to him, you're angry. In the same way, when you're offended, you don't want to read the word of God anymore. You don't want to pray and talk to God anymore. Many times people come and say, pray for me that I can have a desire to read God's word and to pray want to ask, are you offended with anybody? Now it's quiet. We want God just to touch us and to solve the problem. He has solved the problem. We are the ones who get offended. And we don't want to forgive. Remember, Jesus taught and he said, if you don't forgive, my Father in heaven will not forgive you. Is that right? That was before Jesus died. Before Jesus died, he said that. Psalms is from the Old Testament. But remember, when Christ died on the cross, he dealt with sin once and for all. Am I right? He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Am I right? Now he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Why? Because if you are born again, the Holy Spirit is with you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. He's saying, forgive the brother. 
I'm not going to forgive you. Does the Holy Spirit leave you now? No. But you are grieving him. If Christ has forgiven you, there's no reason why you cannot forgive. A matter of fact, from the word of God, you have no excuse not to forgive. It doesn't matter what they've done. And sometimes it's more challenging than other times. You don't know what people have gone through. Sometimes it's difficult to forgive. And it's only God that can help you to forgive. That's why you need the Holy Spirit to be close to you. But for you to live in victory, you need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. You need a new empowerment. And it's those that are obedient that receives that infilling of the Holy Spirit over and over. Apart from that, God's eyes are upon the righteous. So if you walk in righteousness, you know that God hears your prayers. You know God will see you through. But the mistake that we make when unrighteousness comes against us, we start fighting fire with fire and we expect water. It is about maintaining your relationship with Jesus. Being constant in your relationship. Remember what the king said to Daniel. The God whom you serve continually, he will hear you, he will deliver you. The problem is we don't serve God continually. We serve God when it's convenient for us. When we're offended, we don't feel like praying. Do you know the Bible instructs us that we should finish this race strong without offense towards God and man. No, 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 I'm just going to love God. I'm angry with these people. You know, sometimes I've realized it's much easier just making the cup of coffee. Because that cup of coffee goes such a long way. It solves so many problems for you. It releases so much love for you. And it puts a quality smile on her face. Amen? Gentlemen, are you going to try that? Let me see who's going to try and make a cup of coffee tomorrow morning for his wife. The Bible says, if I walk with my wife, this threefold cord, God, myself, and my wife is so strong. Nobody can break it. If I'm close to her and I fall, she can help me up. If she falls, I can help her up. So what does the devil want to do? He wants to separate you. If he has separated you from God or he has separated you from the family of God, he has succeeded in his purpose. The Bible says in Proverbs 18 verse 1, A man that isolates himself seeks his own desire and rages against all wise judgment. Later on in Proverbs 18, it says, A brother offended is harder to win back than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. As soon as you are isolated on your own, and you stand on your own, you only seek your own desire. Then you don't feel what your brother is feeling anymore. You're not thinking or considering your wife anymore. Because now it's just about you. It was never just about Christ. Christ came. If he wanted to be just God, he could have stayed in heaven. But because he was thinking about you and me, he came down. For Christians, it's very easy to stay at your home and just read your Bible and watch TV. Flick from Christian channel to Christian channel to Christian channel. 
The problem with that is then you've just become an inflow. There's just water flowing in and you're not giving anything. But God wants us to find our rightful place. See, that's why people are confused. They're being tossed to and fro like a wave in the ocean. Not finding their rightful place. Know that God has called you for a purpose, for a reason. I need you next to me. The finger needs the hand. The hand needs the arm, needs the elbow, needs the shoulder to function. If I'm angry with my finger, do I cut off my hand? But in the body of Christ, we do that. We cut somebody. Or somebody says, I'm not happy now, I'm going. I've been here now long enough, you've made my hand strong enough. I can now function as a hand on my own, I'm going. If the devil can separate you from the body of Christ, he succeeded in his purpose. Let me read for you. Ephesians 4 verse 29. And guard your speech. Never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted His holy influence in your life. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity and insults but instead be kind and affectionate toward one another god has graciously forgiven you then graciously forgive one another in the depths of christ's love the clay cannot negotiate with the potter the clay cannot negotiate with the potter from this i submit to you you have no reason not to forgive. But as Christ has loved you and forgiven you, forgive. It's this kind of love that is needed for faith to work in the right way. I want to close with this. Romans 12 verse 19. I know people have wronged us. People have betrayed you. The Bible says it's impossible to live in this world for in betrayal not to come to us. But when it happens, here's the instruction from the word of God. Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge, but leave that to God's righteous justice. For the scriptures say, if you don't take justice in your own hands, I will release justice for you, says the Lord. And if your enemy is hungry, buy him lunch. Win him over with kindness for your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience and God will reward you with favor. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Your enemy will try, but he cannot succeed. You make the decision how you want to respond. One thing is sure, nothing can separate you from the love of God. And that's why we have to remain in the love of God. Because it's faith that works through love. This is the kind of faith that works through love that moves mountains. Many of you have prayed and say, move this mountain and drop it on my enemies. Where is the love in that? If you cannot love people, how can God entrust you with this kind of power? 
Because you'll use the power to destroy your enemies instead of loving them. Instead of showing them a more excellent way. You never improve a situation by criticizing it. But show a more excellent way. Men, listen to me. If you are frustrated in your home, show a more excellent way. You are the leader. You are the head. Take the lead. See, you're not convinced. If God has called you, you are the man. You take the lead. Have the mind of Christ. Show a more excellent way. Christ came to this earth to show us a better way. The law just gave us instruction. Christ came and walked with us. Show your children a more excellent way. They're not going to do what you tell them to do. They're going to do what you do. Talk nice to their mother. And they'll be nice to their wives and their children. Otherwise, when you, the wife comes, your son comes with his wife and the children, they'll be fighting and screaming. Why are the children fighting and screaming like this? But you were always the one fighting and screaming in the house. That's very quiet. Listen, my kids don't glow in the dark. I also have disagreements in my house. Like I told you, I've got an Afrikaans background. My wife's got an Italian background. We just have a normal conversation and people think we're fighting. I'm telling you now. Because she's very passionate. I'm very passionate the way that I do things. We have a normal conversation. You'll think, are you fighting? No, we're not fighting. If we're fighting, you'll know we're fighting. We're just talking now. (laughs) Amen. But we allow Christ to deal with these things in our hearts. No offense is worth missing your relationship with God. The challenge as a Christian is the day that you finish your race here on earth, are you without offense? That's the test of a Christian. Have you run the race well? When offenses came, you did not take them. When people shouted hatred, you showed love. Then you know there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Do you know why persecutions and trials and testing comes? God tests you to see what's in your heart. To show you what is in your heart, but also for God to see what's in your heart. How do I know an orange is an orange? Because if you look at an orange, they all look orange on the outside. But to know if it's an orange, you have to squeeze it. You have to apply some pressure. And when you squeeze it, what comes out? Oh, this is nice sweet juice. Or this is sour. So when there's pressure on you, we know what's on the inside of you. When there's pressure at home, what comes out? When there's pressure at work, what comes out? I'm closing. Romans 8 verse 35. Who could even separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love toward us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. 
for gold to be gold, it must go through fire. So even the trials, the tribulations, the testing that you are going through, it's there to purify you. When you pray, do not limit God in what you are asking, but allow God to be God. And let Him perfect everything concerning you. The walls between us and God has been removed. But you can still decide to be offended with God. You can say, I'm not going to forgive this brother. But you have no excuse not to forgive. Because Christ has dealt with it. As Christ has forgiven us with his perfect love, not holding a grudge, not remembering anything, forgive as Christ has forgiven you. And you'll see the walls will come down. And you'll walk in the righteousness of God and see how God will perfect everything concerning you. When we have that mind of Christ as men in our homes and lay our lives down. You know, women are made in this wonderful way. Whatever you give them, they give it back to you. You give them groceries, they'll give you food. You give them a house, they make it a home. You give them seed, they give you a child. They are designed in a way, whatever you give, they will just give it back so much better. You give it to them in a can, they prepare it beautifully on a plate. But we still bribe better than what they bribe. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Has your faith been lifted? Have you adopted a Christ mindset? I'm encouraged by this message to love my wife more. As I see how Christ lays his life down more and more, I'm encouraged to say, how can I serve my children more? How can I serve my wife more? Ask myself, what kind of a husband do I want to be five years from now? What kind of a father do I want to be a year from now? And I ask myself, what needs to change in my life so that I can become that? Because it's not just going to happen. We're going to have to put some effort into change so that we can come be better and better. Christ is allowing all of this so that we can become mature, so that we can be ready as the body of Christ. Amen. Seal up. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.